1: think we're rolling and um Madonna this is a pre-birthday podcast thing we got going on for you ain't it
2: yes it is Chris <laughs> thank you for remembering yeah
1: yeah so uh is, is tomorrow ha- is your birthday yes it okay. is so well happy That's early it. birthday well thank you <laughs> Um, how do you feel about birthdays I mean is this one thing that you try to celebrate every year make it a big deal or is it just kind of like nah whatever Let's <laughs> go on.
2: It, it depends. It depends. I am grateful for every single birthday. I look forward to, well, actually, actually Chris, September is my birthday month. Okay. <laughs> so, so I like celebrating it the entire month. And if it extends into October, that's fine with me too.
1: Hey, why not? I mean, shoot, make it a whole national month, you know, for your birthday. <laughs> what about you, Marcus? You got a birthday yeah. coming up anytime
3: soon? What's up? Uh, my, my birthday's in November. I got a couple more months left.
1: Okay. Well, mm. right before you got on here, Madonna was saying that you're uh, Olympic hopeful or you're already, you're you're yes, right four 400 meters? Yeah. Okay. And then...
3: Yeah, um,
1: okay. Oh, you lagged like out a little bit right there, I think. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just, you, you're, I don't know if it was on my end or your end, but we we lagged a little bit. Oh, no. no okay. There we go.
3: I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll just, I'll just confirm and saying, yes, I'm a okay. foreign demure specialist and go. still Olympic hopeful.
1: And you're Madonna's coach also, right? Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, how did that you're start? Gonna, that sounds like an interesting I, I, story.
3: Oh, no, well, I'll, I'll let her start it off. Okay. I mean, her backstory kind of helps lead up to how we got together. Okay. That'll work. Take it away.
2: Well, thank you for handing it over to me, Coach. I was going to wait to see if you were going to start it, but uh, the story does start with me. Chris, I don't know if you had any dreams when you were younger or what those dreams were. Uh, I can remember watching the summer Olympics, track and field especially, and wanting to be a sprinter And once the uh, show was over, I would go out to my backyard and I would play 100 meters. (laughs) You know, and of course, of course, I I won. Uh, That's where the seed was planted for me to eventually to become a sprinter. I went on to other things and the sprinting bug didn't grow and tickle inside of me until I was 57, Chris.
1: So that many years with pie, then it came back to you, huh?
2: Yeah. Well, it was 50 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, there, there was no track at all. A- absolutely nothing. I went into the fashion industry and was uh, teaching at the time. And just this little tickle inside of me said, run a hundred meters. And I thought, what, what is this? <laughs> and it and it just kept uh it, 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 it wouldn't let me go. Just just wouldn't let me go. Sure. Uh, my my husband at the time, he's since passed away. Mm. Uh he had track experience. He helped me out. Got into the uh, Washington state senior games, won the 50 and the hundred meters. Turns out I was pretty good at this. <laughs> and, and and then continued on, went, went to a national uh, track meet. And in 2014, I was competing again at the state level, ruptured my Achilles mm. racing. Yes, fell over the finish line in second place. <laughs> And the reason the ruptured Achilles is important is because I would eventually meet Marcus, uh, a woman that he knows who is uh, an assistant track coach at a high school that that he coaches at. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had reached out to her to be my coach. She wasn't able to do it. And she suggested Marcus, a millennial now, Chris, when I retired from teaching, I was teaching millennials. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my. And now I had an opportunity to have an interview with a millennial track coach. Okay. And it was basically going to be one and done, Um My original goal was to compete in the uh, 2019 National Senior Games in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was a goal for my husband and I. But he passed away in late 2018 from his third bout of cancer. And one of the last things he said to me was to continue to compete, build up my thighs, and wear red, white, and blue. Nice. Didn't, didn't meet Marcus until February 2019. So we have a he had a short period of time to work with me because my meet was going to be in July, and it was basically going to be just a one and done kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Marcus, I'll turn it over to you, and you can share what it was like uh, uh, thinking about coaching a mature athlete, something that was not uh, quite so common to you.
3: <laughs> yes. No, normally I'm used to coaching young younger kids, kind of the middle school, high school level. I was never introduced to somebody that was a mature adult that wanted to still run. And when I got the call at first, I was hesitant because... <laughs> I know for a fact I'm many years younger. Yeah. And for me, I had no clue whether she was going to show me that respect because you know, I'm 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 taught to respect my elders and to respect ones uh, older than me. But this situation, I was going to be the one with more knowledge and I didn't know if she was going to be able to take a step back and kind of be in that seat and listen and actually show me that respect and understand that I know what I'm doing and I'm trying to help her reach her goal and the first day we met it was a very cold day in February like when I tell you it was snowing like and I'm sure in her mind she thought that we were just going to meet and talk sure but
2: exactly in, that's, that's if, exactly it
3: <laughs> if, if if you're in track and field you know the only time you don't run is if there's thunder <laughs> if it's if it's raining, if it's cold, if it's snow. It doesn't matter. As long as there's no thunder, you're gonna run yeah. and compete. So I came to practice ready to see kind of what what was gonna happen. And she came prepared. I seen she had her tights on and she had her her warm up. So I was like, okay, let's get to the track. And within that first hour, I it wasn't just all about seeing the potential. Like I seen the way she she walked. I watched the way she ran. I seen the potential that she had. But the key was, was she going to listen to me? And I knew I was going to have some drills that I was pretty confident that she's never did before, which I was right. And she listened to the drills, even though she wasn't used to it and probably didn't like it at first. She did it. She asked questions, which means she's attentive and wants to get better. And those are the qualities that kind of led to me wanting to say, hey, let's do this you have this goal in July and I'm going to help you get there. I wasn't going to be able to, I told her I wasn't going to be able to be there with her mm-hmm. in July due to my, due to my track and field schedule for myself, yeah. but I was going to do everything possible to help her get there. And I believe we we had a great year, but moving forward, she did well, but she also felt that she could do more. And so she wanted to have that commitment to say, Hey, I want to keep this going. And because of that respect that she's shown me, the desire of her want to get better. I said, "Hey, let's do it." So as long as she wants to continue to run, hey, I'm gonna be her coach and I'm gonna help her get there. And we've been we've been getting better over the years. We've had some hurdles, you know. Last year she got injured, but we're back, and next year it's gonna be a good one. <laughs>
1: Well, it seems like you two have created a great bond together. I mean, just based on that story. I mean, since it like, sounds like y'all hit the ground running. No pun intended there. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh to what say that what
2: was, was a good thing. one. Okay, Mar- Marcus, since he brought up hit the ground running, <laughs> tell, him, tell him what happened. Tell him what happened. About- this
3: sounds fun. Was yeah. it? Oh, yes. We like just like I told you before, I knew I was going to have drills that she was never used to. And I had to do a specific drill that was going to help her lift her knees and just help her posture and position. But after she did it slow the first time, I want her to do it a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. And during this next rep, she she tried to do it quicker and she clipped herself and fell. Uh-oh. But when I tell you she fell, she didn't fall in the most normal fashion. When you think of somebody falling, you think of somebody falling, just splat, hit the ground. For sure. But this time, she, she kind of fell in slow motion. But so for, so for me, it was just awkward. I didn't know what to do, what to say. Then she laid there for a second. So I was like, is she hurt? There's no way she gets hurt. She fell slow. That's, that's what was going through my mind but I have no clue. So I'm stuck. Uh, but then finally she, I see a smile on her face and she's kind of giggling. So I was like, Oh, okay, she's good. And so we, we, we laugh it off, but that's just kind of our first moment of just laughing on the track, you know, because she fell, I had no clue whether it was a good fall, bad fall. It was weird. Cause <laughs> I've never seen somebody fall like that before. It was just an interesting moment. Yeah. That's for
2: right. sure. It was it. It was a, a matrix moment on the track. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm picturing, like you're in slow motion, and he's just kind of like, should I reach out at first, or what do I do? Yes! Yeah. I,
2: I remember no as, as, as I was falling, I remember looking at his face, and he just looked stunned. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here I am, the oldest client he's ever had, and here we are going through drills, and I have fallen. Yeah. <laughs> And and I was just laying there on the ground with the snow falling in my face, and I was laughing. <laughs> oh
1: man! It seems like it came out okay. I mean, man, that's a great story out of it. Um, well, so Marcus, I mean, you said you've been coaching middle school and high school.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, how does that compare with coaching someone like Madonna, and compared to what you're used to coaching? I mean, do you find Madonna easier to coach and uh, learning techniques better, and or vice versa?
3: Well, I would say when it, when it well, Madonna has a major hip injury due to a car crash. And so with her having that type of an injury and her wanting, and me want her to be able to move a specific way, it's just harder for her to kind of get used to some of the things that I want her to do. Mm -hmm. For someone younger, they probably haven't gotten to an accident. They might not have some of these body deficiencies that she has to deal with being older and going through a lot more within her lifetime. So when it comes to technique work, it's kind of easier for the youth, I would say, but Madonna still has that drive to still be able to get there. She's done so much better within the years. It just takes a lot longer for her to get it. But like I said, we we spend a lot of time to be, make sure we we get better. But what I would really say, though, is that I have to communicate a lot more with Madonna than the youth because Madonna's been through a lot within her lifetime. So her body sometimes can't take as much on that a, that a younger athlete could. And when I say that, a typical, a typical athlete around my age and younger, we probably train about five days a week. Sure. Like five solid days. But with Madonna, I limited her to three days a week But even within those three days a week, I had to speak with her because she was my first mature adult. I don't know what her body can take. And I don't. So she has to tell me, hey, I'm good right now. Hey, my back is starting to bother me. My hip is starting to bother me. These different things. Communication is very key. So I might annoy her because I ask her after every rep, how are you feeling? How's it going? Because I need to know how she's feeling. I don't necessarily have to do that with a younger client that I, that I've been, that I've worked with before but it's just a part of the process we've talked about how communication is so important to us because one the time that she got injured is the one is the one time I wish that I would have said something earlier because when she she's a hard worker. When I tell you right now Madonna is a hard worker Sounds and good. she tries to she tries to push through everything and she started to stumble at the beginning of her run. And I knew I should have yelled stop. I knew I should have yelled stop. But she worked so hard and she wants to she never wants to quit. She never wants to stop. She wants to make sure she finishes every rep. Mm -hmm. And she kept she kept going and sad enough that we kind of got a little hiccup injury that we obviously overcame and we're perfectly fine now. But the fact is that's just an example of communication with us needs to be important when it's on my side or her side, because it's just very key for her because any athlete, you can't get better if you have to sit out because you're injured. So our goal is to make sure that every single day we still get the quality of work in that we want, but you got to come out healthy as well. well. So that's the, that's the major difference between her and just a younger client that I might have.
1: Madonna, have you always had that mindset, just discipline, hard work, (laughs) Willpower, <laughs> I mean, your whole life? I mean, has that always been embedded? in? Bread oh
2: in yes, Chris. Yes, yes, Chris. Uh my fashion background. I uh was a East Coast corporate <laughs> uh executive at a major department store in New England.
1: Okay. You have to
2: have you're you're on the East Coast. I'm, yeah. <laughs> And you know that, you know that mentality coming out of Boston and New York. And if you're in the fashion industry, which is very, very competitive, you, you really need to have that uh, a personality type, which I have. I am very determined, aggressive. I'm very goal oriented mm. there. There are times when. Marcus wants me to rest in between drills and, and I'll be ready to go. And he'll say, we still have time, <laughs> right? Marcus.
3: Because, yes. You know, like, I do that often.
2: Yes. Cause I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's go. And it's, it's just ingrained in me to let's reach that goal. Let's go charge ahead. What else do you want me to do? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yes, yes. Which is which? Which is good and bad? Because as a coach, sure, this is his expertise, and he wants me to be able to. Okay, you need so much recovery time, Madonna, before we move on. I'm in charge here. <laughs> so, I'm a retail executive and a uh, a vocational instructor. So I've been in. I've been in charge of people <laughs> and now, like I said, ah, I'm making <laughs> instructions <laughs> yeah. from a millennial. Uh-huh. Well, it sounds <laughs> yes. like you're doing
1: well with it. I mean, taking that step back. I mean, I know in my experience, you know, I've done, you know, I don't know, Marcus, we told you, but I coach CrossFit on the side uh, when I'm not working but, um, yeah, when I've done seminars okay. and things of that nature and I'm, I'm 35 years old, 35 years young, but there's people who run the seminar staffs who are younger than me teaching. So I don't mind taking a step back and say, if you know more than I do, show me your mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. So, and that's oh, I know it's yeah. a lot of hard people to put their ego aside and do that, but it's my mindset. If you know more than I teach me, so it doesn't matter who you
2: are. It, it's exactly. And that's very important I'm glad that you brought that up because your listeners, there there may be listeners out there who are older than somebody who is supposed to instruct them or show them what to do. Sometimes ego does get in the way. Well, this young whippersnapper here is telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, if they're the ones with the expertise, You need to have a mindset where you're going to learn, because after all, there's a goal that needs to be achieved. And at this point, you need to be the one to listen, because you're part of the team that is supposed to achieve the goal.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, teamwork makes a dream, work is what I always heard growing up, so. (laughs) True. true. So, Marcus, I mean, so you've been an athlete your whole life. I mean, how did your track career start?
3: Uh, My track career, I've been an athlete my whole life. Growing up, I played baseball, soccer, basketball, football, all sports in the world. I just love being a part of sports. It's just a way my life is. But in high school, my grandmother told me I need to give track a try. And, you know, if your grandma tells you to do something, you got to at least try it one time. (laughs) Come on. You know. Sure. And I had two. I had two amazing coaches my freshman year of high school that kind of showed me what track was really about, and I just fell in love with it. And that's when track started for me. And did you
1: run in college too?
3: Yes, I ran at the. Yes, I ran at the University of Oregon. Oh, for duck. four years. Okay, let's go. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a Duck fan. That's what I'm I talking mean, about.
1: I mean, I'm. I appreciate their uniforms and you know, I like watching that's them play. Fair. Yeah. But I mean, I've, fair, I'm over fair. here in uh, Virginia tech country. So I mean, they're literally oh, 20 minutes from okay. here. So I gotcha. I gotcha. But, hey,
2: Chris, yeah. let me brag on the coach. Cause you said, you know, did you run track in college? You're talking to a multiple All-American <laughs> NCAA champion, Pac-12, and plus, when he was in high school, he was the best in the state, and he even went to the Junior Olympics a couple of times and came back with some hardware. Oh.
1: Had something yes, to I mean. around the neck?
3: Yeah, of course. <laughs> come on. Got to come back with something.
1: <laughs> Nice. Did you watch the Olympics this year? Or you Or either one of y'all? Are y'all big Olympics like watching all the time, like 12 hours a day and hardcore?
2: Well, Marcus was in the Olympic uh, track and field trials. Okay. And you can tell him about that, Marcus.
3: Yeah, this year I came up short and just due to a lot going on this year I just was unable to get over that hump and make the team. And I will tell you for the last five years I've been Envisioning myself in the Olympics in Tokyo, so it was extremely hard for me to watch the Olympics. So I didn't. I understand. But I still wished USA the best. I still supported it. Just envisioning something for five years, knowing that you could have been there, and just with things not going well for me, injury wise, and all of these type of things, the obstacles that I had to overcome, yeah, it just wasn't in me to watch. But I still support Team USA. They still did well, and hey, a lot of US Team USA did well in all the various sports.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I understand completely. Like especially, you know, if something comes up short, like you said, or you get an injury, and it's just like, man, I just can't bear myself to, you know, put that much effort into it. But you still want to cheer them on, and I've been down that road before yes. too. And they got my support, but you know, I'll just sit at the house and do my thing while they do their thing. But yeah, I understand that completely, man. Yeah. Yes. So, so Madonna, I, you, huh? I was there
2: to watch him, Chris. I was there. Oh, yes. Yeah. The
1: trials, yes. Where did Madonna the trials? was there to support Where did the trials take place? Is that over in Washington or it was in,
3: It was in Oregon. he was okay. in Eugene where yeah, I you went guess. to school.
1: Gotcha. So, Madonna, what, what's a senior Olympics? I've never really paid much into that. Is that, you've done it already or that's your goal or?
2: It's, uh, Chris, the, the official name is the National Senior Games. Okay and yes some people do refer to it and they can refer to it as the senior olympics but that's not the official name okay each state has their own competitions Re- recently well it was in july actually this the same day that coach thought he was going to be in Japan, the Washington state senior games took place. So he was there with his client and we did win the 50 and the 100 meter event. And it, and it was exciting. And for your listeners out there, sometimes in life, you have these plans, like Marcus said, five years, you put in five years and you you have a dream and you can really see yourself, visualize yourself in that dream being being in Japan. But then sometimes things happen. On that same day, like I said, that when Marcus thought he was going to be in Japan, he was helping me. He was he was out, he was out there. And I was glad that he was, because it's good to have to, it's good to have to have your coach there. And I also felt that it was a good experience for him. And I was glad that he had the experience because when you're going through something, you can sit and you can wallow in pity, or if you have a chance to help somebody else reach a goal, then, then that builds character and strength too. Uh And, he was he was there and I was just ex- excited for that. In order to compete at the national events, you do have to compete at a state event. I qualified for the 2021 20, games in 2019 because we had this, you know, with 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 COVID. The nationals are going to be held in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in May. Marcus is going to be there this time,
3: Let's
2: go. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we will see what happens. We we will see. Marcus at stay one tuned. Point told me yes, stay tuned. At one point, he told me. <laughs> you remember when you told me, Marcus? You said you're going to hate me <laughs> you know when a coach says that because i'm thinking about oh my gosh what i have done thus far chris honest honestly when you're sitting and you're watching track and field athletes mm-hmm. on television you're there oh yes they're you know they can run really fast but unless you know and I don't know if you've run track or anything, Chris, unless you know what's involved, the, the weights. There's weights? There's, weight? <laughs> there's uh, all, all these various exercises and drills. I'm going to tell you the truth. At the beginning, when I first started training with, with Marcus, I thought about giving up. Oh. Because the training between my husband and Marcus was drastically different. (laughs) Marcus, having had all this training in high school, college, Team USA, well, of course, he's sharing his expertise with me, which is all these various drills that I've never done before. And I didn't think that I was going to be able to do it. Mm. When, When you're trying something new, sometimes... You think, what have I gotten myself into? Mm -hmm. What have I gotten myself into? And then I thought about the last thing that my husband had said about me continuing to compete and realizing that this is Marcus's life. He is an expert. Bless you. He's an expert. And this is how it is. And sometimes in life you do, you have to sit down and say, this is what I said I wanted to do. This is the goal I said that I wanted to achieve. He didn't know I had this bad negative, you know, thing going on in my head. But I told him eventually that that's what I was thinking. And that's very authentic. And and sometimes people go through that they either give up or they suck it up and keep going and that would be of course my perseverance and my determination and respect for his expertise
1: yeah i mean i, I agree 100% i mean when somebody find that hard road of resistance they either keep going down it or it seemed to no i'm going to turn around and take the easy road back and you know and i like saying this too just because you know and i don't know if it's mentality that CrossFit has built me, but, you know, when somebody says, hey, you need to go do or the workout is required to go do 50 box jumps and pick up 225, you know, 20 sometimes, you know, like people like doing stuff like that because myself just because it's hard and it's like, okay, I want to master myself and my mind to do this. And then for me, it seems to make life, everyday life easy. You know, somebody cuts me off, you know, I I forget my coffee in the morning. It's like, okay, no big deal. You know, I mean, it seems like, yeah, people are attracted to stuff like that, I think. And it, 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 like you said, it builds an extremely better character that, you know, some people might lack. I mean, so, yes. yeah, I mean, yeah. And just, I, you know, I don't know if, I don't know how to put that. If some people are less lacking that now, and if they just realize this, hey, going to pushing yourself just a little bit further, that little, one little inch will make the whole world a little bit different. So, I don't know. It,
2: it would. And I ag- agree with that. I. Realize the benefits of what Marcus was teaching me after New Mexico. Uh-huh. I didn't win any medals. My time was better. And in fact, <clears throat> my time is increasingly <laughs> getting better. I'm running faster because of my training with Marcus and even with my ruptured Achilles and even with my hip, which, which, is remarkable that I'm getting faster. Yeah. I realized, and this is for your listeners, that when you're going through something that you've never done before, hopefully you'll get to a point that I arrived I finally understood why he had me doing all those drills. It was building up my stamina. It was building up my strength. With him being a professional during his season, I believe he probably has to run every week or every two weeks and he's just not running one race. There are multiple races where he's got to run full out. It is full out for the preliminaries the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, it is all out. And you have to have the strength and stamina to do that week after week after week. After my race in Albuquerque, I felt like racing again. And I was like, I want to run again, I want to run again. And I had never felt like that before. And it's like, bing, that's what the training was all about. And I did say to him, that the Washington State senior games are coming up in a month. <laughs> do you want to coach me for that? You go, "Let's do it. Let's rock and roll." <laughs> and and uh, like I said, well, we, you know, we're, we're, we're still at it two years later. Uh, and another thing that I confessed to Marcus was, I thought that I was an imposter. Drew, do you remember when I told you that, Marcus, about feeling like an imposter? Because I was competing in these races with other people who've been doing this for a while, I just felt like, well, everybody's talking about articles that they've read about sprinting and running and they travel all around. And I would just sit there and listen because I was new to the sport. And I thought, these people are just wow. You know, they can talk about the sport, but not like, you know, and, and I couldn't contribute. So I just felt like I was an imposter. And I told Marcus about it. And I told him that now I felt like a sprinter. I am a sprinter. And I can tell people that I am a sprinter. Yes, I am. So she <laughs> I Do you know what I mean, Chris?
1: Yeah, Yeah, you talking about imposter syndrome? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I deal with that still to this day too. And, you know, Marcus, you know, especially you've been on to a higher level than I ever have, but then you can touch on this too. But yeah, I mean, you know, I have my demons and, you know, I feel like, you know, especially I had a competition maybe, was it last month? It was either last month or the month before last. But anyway, just before, you know, you that first event, you're just like – Okay, you got the butterflies going. You know, people are going like, there's people all around you watch. It's like, this is going to make or break me right here. Then once you finally get going for me, it's like, okay, you find your groove, you find your focus. And but just one time, I know that I've missed a rep before. And you, you know, usually in my events, it's a max snatch or max clean and jerk. You know, if you miss your first lift, then all of a sudden everyone's watching. Then you get I get inside my own head and. Um yeah, you know, I've dealt with that my whole life, you know. And then I'm thinking, well, everybody's out here roughly, roughly having the same thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think that and I could be wrong, but like I said, Marcus, you can touch on that too. I mean, you know, especially when you were at the time trial or the trials. So
3: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> for for me, I just I under- I mean, hey, in all types of situations, I've been taking a lot of time for myself to really just believe in myself and believe in that confidence. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, my event is different than you because if you have your first rep and you know, if it doesn't go right, I mean, I'm assuming you get a second chance to try to get it again type thing. But for me, you get one shot and one shot only. So So I've worked on my confidence because bringing that confidence, I don't have the chance to get a second try. So I have to make sure that I'm at my best mentally before that gun goes off, before I take off. And so we all have them doubts at certain times, especially when I've been in multiple races where I've had three bad races in a row. So then that fourth race, do I go in there with that same mindset of, oh, it's going to go bad. I'm not going to run well again. No, I have been in that point before, but now it's to that point where I believe in myself. I know what my body is capable of doing. Sadly, this past couple years I've dealt with some injuries and some different things but we're changing that I'm going to make sure I'm a lot more healthy this year to be able to show my full potential that I know that I can but for you for any listeners out there we all have those doubts sometimes but find your way to truly believe in yourself and whether that means kind of looking at the past things that you've done and kind of having that remind you of, Hey, I've done this before. I know I can do it again. Maybe it's some positive words that you give to yourself before you go up to the line, before you go up to that rep, whatever it may be, find that place where you can help build your confidence and just stay there. And that's just one thing that really helped me get to the track to where regardless of what race, I don't care if it's in front of five people or 50,000 people, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who's there. I'm going to have that same headspace wherever I'm at.
1: Yeah. You know, Marcus, I didn't even think about that, that you only had one shot and that's it. Yeah. I I just, I didn't put that together. So, I mean, before your race, I mean, do you meditate? I mean, do you go sit with some music on and just kind of, like
3: you said, build yourself up or, and Madonna, you can answer that too. If you mean exactly before the race, like when the, when the, Uh, umpire goes on your marks I kind of have a series of breathing exercises that I do just kind of slow my momentum and calm myself down before I get set but if you're talking about before pre-warm up and different things like that yeah yeah, I have music like on, on the way to attract me I'm kind of in a more soft gospel some jazz, just kind of a relax mode. But once I'm actually at a track and I'm warming up, that's when I kind of turn on the hip hop. That's when I'm starting to bob my head and <laughs> just kind of get, get myself ramped up to kind of really get going. But that's just kind of my music routine. And that's just kind of what I do. But my breathing exercises is before I go up to the line so is what's truly key. Because for me, that I wouldn't say it's full on meditation, but it's just Helps me personally get calm to be able to go out there and get my best.
1: What about you, Madonna? Do you have anything like that?
0: <laughs>
2: Marcus has taught me uh, <clears throat> to have a routine. <laughs> okay. Yes. Madonna, you don't have a routine. You just go up to the line and go. He gave me a homework assignment. This was just before. I I think it was maybe two weeks before the race in July. Your homework is to come up with a routine. (laughs) And I did. I came up with a routine. I've modified it since. Uh, But basically, I just try to keep myself calm, quiet, and I will be practicing, I'm sure as we move forward, I will continue to practice my routine, practice getting that, uh, that my start is something that needs to be worked on with my husband. And now that Marcus is uh, my my coach, I'm very good at accelerating, but my start, I've, I've, I've got to get out there. I've got to get out fast. We will get
3: it. We will get it right.
2: Yeah, yeah. So my coach is going to, <laughs> to get.
3: We will get it right.
2: To put everything together. Together. Yes. Yes. Uh, I remember before the hundred meters because, like I said, I competed in the fifty. Mm-hmm meters and the hundred meters i remember the last thing that marcus said to me the hundred meters he was he was not well i guess he was stern he said don't overthink (laughs) that was his last piece of advice to me as he positioned himself so that he could watch the race it was don't overthink (laughs) okay that's good advice
3: yeah i mean a lot of people get like get in their own heads and for her i know she's at her best when she's relaxed and free i know i'm best when i'm relaxed and free i'm not worrying so much and i know for a fact that she is too because i've seen it i've seen her when she's overthinking and i see how she executes and it's not what we want so i just have to kind of put that in her brain of just don't overthink i'm not trying to make her overthink by telling her to overthink. (laughs) But I, I know that when I tell her it, she can absorb the information and get, and get to it because she's just that type of athlete.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so Madonna, I mean, was your husband an athlete and was he a coach too during his time or?
2: Yes, he, I, I was thinking, I, I, I have thought about this. It's like, I can't get away from guys that have played basketball (laughs) and ran track. My husband was a very good basketball uh, player. Could have, could have gone into the pros. He chose another route to teach and he was on a very fast uh, track team in, in, in Boston there was a lot of good track talent that came out of Boston. Really? Oh, oh yes. Oh, on the East Coast, Chris, come on. Well,
1: uh, I just figured Boston, before. maybe just because it was more cold and stuff, that they wouldn't you know, produce a lot of speed up there. I've heard of Florida always producing athletes with some oh. speed, but...
2: Boston and New York. Oh, yes. Ah, Oh, oh yes. A lot. Oh, a lot of speed and a lot of uh, talented basketball players have have, uh, come come to Boston, too. And he played all sorts of sports. But he had a thing for uh, track, basketball and uh, tennis and like i said he became my track coach when the uh, sprinting <laughs> seed began to tickle me in the inside he he went right with it right with it and uh, did well and um, he he laid the foundation <laughs> and now marcus is the architect <laughs> who, who's building yeah. we don't there there he, he's not, he's building the walls. We don't know how many floors <laughs> because we don't know how fast I am going to be able to run. Because remember, I've, I've had injuries from a, from a horrible car accident and a ruptured Achilles. And from the uh, surgery, my left foot is sort of, my foot is sort of numb. Because of the sur- <laughs> because the Achilles rupture was so severe that you know the surgeon had to wrap this muscle around here, and there was some nerve damage too. So I most of my foot I can't feel. So that makes things challenging too. And Marcus and I have been working on that. so there's, there's quite a bit going on, and yet, I'm getting faster. Through all that, so for your listeners who sometimes will say, you know, put themselves in the position of, well, I can't do this because, well, I can't do this because. (laughs) Well, you can see what has fallen into Marcus's lap. (laughs)
3: The
2: oldest client he had with residual injuries from an accident, Residual injuries from a ruptured Achilles can barely feel my left foot on the ground, mm. but yet we are, yet we are steadily making progress. In in fact, Marcus, my hundred meters, because I, I I gave you a list of all all of my times. We almost took two seconds off my hundred meter time.
1: Wow! Yes, we did. Yes, that's impressive
2: yes anything's possible
1: so when you started um, now that we're talking about you know going moving forward in progress and if you know if you're not forward you're backwards I guess did you change up your diet at all uh, compared to what you were doing before you started this training or did Marcus give you any nutrition tips or did what happened with that
2: there are yes I received nutrition <laughs> okay tips. I need uh I eat more proteins and carbs. Gotcha. I need it. I, I needed that. And uh yes, because I'm burning fuel. Yeah. <laughs> food is food is fuel. Mm. And and <laughs> one dumb thing that I did. <laughs> I bring up the dumb things. Oh, uh, I ate too much before a practice you remember that Marcus and Marcus didn't say anything about it Marcus takes videos and and pictures of me and Chris I look like a bow constructor that just ate an adult adult." (laughs) now I mean it was just my stomach was sticking out. <laughs> it was sticking out and Marcus didn't say anything but when I looked at the pictures that he took I went, "Oh my god." <laughs> and, and at the next practice I said, "Marcus, you didn't say anything. Come on. I look like I ate a, an adult gazelle." And <laughs> And he said, well, he wasn't going to say anything unless I showed up at practice again, you know, with my stomach all, you know, stuck out (laughs) and stuff. Yes. So I sometimes I just have to uh, time (laughs) when I'm going to eat, especially before we have a big practice where we're going to be working on speed work. You know, I want to make sure I have the energy for for that. But uh, Marcus, what were you thinking? Cause you didn't say anything, but what were you thinking when you saw my gut hanging out? that?
3: Honestly, I had no clue what to think because I know where your fitness level is at. And so I was like, there's no way that she should be looking like this, but maybe she just <laughs> bloated. Maybe it's just one of them days. Who <laughs> Who knows, but I just wanted to get the workout over and I wanted to see you next time. To- and then when I saw you next time, it was confirmation. It was just one of those days. We were good. That sounds like some A1 but
1: coaching right there.
3: Hey, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, sometimes as a coach, you don't have to comment on everything unless you see it enough to where you think it's an issue. Once in a while, if things happen, you don't need to put it in the athlete's head of what's going on. If it goes away, then we're all good.
1: Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah, just uh, mm-hmm. like we've been saying, mindset's everything. So if you can just get past those certain roadblocks, I think yeah, you're pretty much golden. So exactly, to speak, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, Madonna, um, how how long do you want to keep doing this? Do you think? Do you want to like 10 years, 20 years down the road? I mean, I don't know how long the senior games are. I mean, is there an age limit that you can?
2: <laughs> the <laughs> thanks for bringing that up, Chris. <laughs> The, the age limit is from 50 to 100 plus. Nice. There may be a big showdown in May between a woman who is 105 and a woman who is 100. That's the big Talk, oh yes, the the woman who is 105. Let's see, she was 103 when she competed in in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Her, her nickname is the Hurricane. She she's out of she's out of New Orleans. She has broken world records in her age group, and a few weeks ago, a woman who is 100 broke her record. My gosh, Chris, listening to the two of them trash talk each other. <laughs> there, was, there, there was a special on the National Senior Games and and uh, yeah, and the one that was a hundred and she's 105 now, will be competing in November. And uh, I'm sure she's going to do well. When they asked her what she thought about her record being broken, she said, uh, oh, that's okay. I'll see her. You know, <laughs> and 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 the woman who's 100 has a coach. And the woman who's 105, she doesn't have a coach. And she brought that up like, shoot, I don't have a coach. I never did have a coach, you know. And so, you know, that little smack down talking yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And the woman who's 100 didn't have anything to say because her coach is sitting next to her. But... Uh, Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what's gonna happen, And, and it's it's going to be an incredible race between you know to see if the hurricane will break her 100 meter record or her 50 meter record. And another amazing thing, which I was going to share with you, Marcus, the woman who was 100 who who broke the hurricane's record. She shattered the record in her age group in the 400 meters. She took one minute and eight seconds off of the world record for the 400 meters for people who are 95 to 99 years old. Wow. A minute, eight seconds. It's impressive. (laughs) It's nothing to yeah. be so when you ask about age, Chris, yeah. yes, you think you think about being nearly a hundred years old and taking one minute and eight seconds off a four hundred meter tie. Right. Now Marcus, of course, runs a hundred meters. Uh in less, less, than ten,
1: ten less than ten seconds, in, seconds yeah. or
2: something. <laughs> You know, boom. <laughs> but uh, that's absolutely incredible to be, you know, that age. And I will continue as as long as I can. My gosh, I I, I want to break some records too. I do. I, I want to break records, right, Marcus? That that you know, yes, of we, we would like to do that. So, Chris, as long as I'm healthy and because uh, I am determined, mm-hmm. I am. I am determined, very much so. So as, as long as I'm healthy, I guess I've got a coach who's going to help me uh, break some world records when I'm 80 years old, <laughs> or, or, or or who who knows? Marcus and I might just be in the senior games at the same time. That is possible. That is very possible. Yeah,
1: I think on uh, record, I think the oldest living person was 122. I think.
2: I, I I think so. Yeah. yeah,
1: And I I don't know if they were maybe from France. So, um, you know, do you know what a blue zone is? Do I? Yeah, either one of you. Yeah. Um, no,
2: I don't. So
1: blue zones are some different parts of the world where they find that most people who can live, uh, yes. be centurions and stuff, and they just yes. were wondering. Yes. I think there's one in – I think there might be one in America. I know there's one in Italy, and I think there's a few there's others, but
2: – There's one in China. I think there's there's a couple in China.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I know Japan uh, – uh, not Okinawa. Um forgot, but there is one in, in like uh, – that's in Asia. I don't know if it's China or uh, Japan, but yeah. And yeah, they, yeah.
2: Scandinavian countries too.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean just – I don't know what they're doing different, if it's diets and – just uh the air over there, but yeah, I mean it's nothing's impossible at this at this point, it seems, so
2: anything is possible
1: anything is possible, and so uh I say we take it home on that and end this on a good note if
2: okay
1: if that's yeah, all good. okay um so before we get off here, uh Madonna Marcus, why don't y'all whoever wants to go first just tell people how they want to find out more about you or all that good stuff how do they do, if you're on the socials how do they do that so?
2: Okay, Marcus, why don't you go first and then I'll let them know how they can find me.
3: Okay, to find me, my Instagram is Marcus, M A R C U S Chambers, C H A M B E R S 400 400. 400. Nice. And that is a way to kind of keep up with my journey of track and field as an athlete and as Madonna's coach. And yeah, Madonna, you could take it away.
2: Yes. <clears throat> I do have a social
3: media presence <laughs> because
2: of Marcus. Yes, he's been helping me. I'm on Instagram, Madonna, at Madonna Fit, Fast and Fabulous. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and Facebook, Madonna B. Hannah. I had, no, I had no idea how many, that there were so many Madonna Hannahs in the world. So I am Madonna B. Hannah and I have a website, dropkickthedrama.com dot com.
1: Dropkick the drama. What's that? Uh, you want to share a little bit more? We didn't even talk about any drama stuff. You want to talk about that real quick before we get off here? Uh, oh, What's well, that about? I,
2: well, it's actually about uh my my speaking
1: okay. career
2: and me as me as an educator and. And speaking about uh, anti-bullying in schools, and the dropkick the drama comes from a commencement speech that I gave to some high schoolers. I told them that as you transition from high school to the real world, you got to dropkick this drama that you've been involved in in high school because you need to be uh, you, you, you need to be able to give to society that's your role to whatever you're going to do, give back to your community and give back to the world community. So you got to drop kick the drama. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, place a positive aspect back on society and their lives and yeah. And you, yeah. Just put the drama aside. That's weird. How much, you know, how much you put in your head just with, sorry, something stuck in my throat. Cause you, Oh, um, let me get a drink. I was going to say, want some water cream? I need some. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Hopefully. But yeah, I mean, people will fill up their mind with just all this drama. And you'd be surprised if you just push that aside, like you're saying. Exactly. How much your mind will just be blown and it opens up. So, all right. We'll take this one home on ass since I can barely talk right now since my throat is crazy. (laughs) Um again thank y'all for doing this this was a lot of fun um thanks thanks for having us yeah for sure definitely and uh i'll make sure i keep track of y'all and all that good stuff and if y'all don't have nothing else we'll take it home like i said so
3: sounds good appreciate
2: it thank you so much good, good and everybody out there anything is possible
1: <laughs> good
3: deal anything nice. is possible yeah
1: nice all right bye everybody